When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome to episode 106. Walzer Automotive Groups, or is it 107? You just told me and I forgot already. <laughs> 106. Good 106. God, you're a disaster. I think we're going to have to start this again. Welcome to episode 106 of Walzer Automotive Groups Car Selling Secrets. Joining us in studio, Melissa Bernard. Andy Brand Bernard. Special Amanda, guest, Amanda Valdez. And last and least, Tommy Boy. We'll be right back. <laughs> Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's making a special offer for my listeners. You buy one set, get another set absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use the promo code TOM. Go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. And the baby looks around him. 
suddenly everybody in the studio sits up a little straighter. Yeah, behaving <laughs> I'm not on probation. Well, I better not put away yet. this heroin that I had that's on the table. Sorry, Technically, if you're not on probation, then it's okay. She's not, she's not a cop, so that's, it's, you know. That's a good true. point. That's true. Yes. Amanda Valdez joins us in studio, and I have to tell you the story of how we got connected. Um, there's a guy that works at our Chrysler dealership in Hopkins, and he's retired a few years ago, I think, from a pretty good career in business. And did he live in Europe for a long time? He's been all over. Yeah, yes. just an interesting guy, and he's like, and I think he heard one of our employment ads on the morning show looking oh, for yeah. shuttle drivers. So he's got a job out of Hopkins driving customers around that have their cars in service. And that's how I met him probably four years ago. He's just a really interesting guy. So he comes running up to my car last week. He goes, um, I need a favor and it won't cost you any money. And I said, I'm all ears. So that's why Amanda's here. Before we get into why you're really here, it's a tradition of the podcast when we have special guests to tell the story of their very first car. You can embellish it as much as you want. This isn't a court of law. You don't have to swear to tell the whole truth. You can, in fact, a lot of people just make stuff up. I'll just tell it how it is. Okay. So I'll, I'll preface it. I'm the youngest of four. So this was a hand-me-down times three. And it was a lovely 1990-something turquoise geoprism. Oh, my God. The mighty, mighty prism. And one of the slowest cars ever made. I, I remember this small, small hill by my house. And I would always be flooring it. And every car would be passing me because that thing just wouldn't move. But it served me well for many years. And I didn't have to pay a dime. Well, that's good. I'm actually selling a similar car to that my... Uh, youngest stepson saved up his money and he bought a, a newer used cars after just totally destroying his 04 Civic. It, apparently, it decided to s jump into a snow bank last winter. Anyways, long story. It decided it to decided. jump in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was so mad. He goes, ah, stupid car. I need a four-wheel drive. I said, what happened? Well, a truck stopped in front of me and I couldn't stop, so I had to run into a light pole. And I said, let me explain something about cars. Four-wheel drive is not four-wheel stop. You were just nope. driving too fast. Yeah. yeah. I taught all four of our kids to drive, and he's the only one that right away was super cocky and confident. Oh, I'd really? take, I did the same thing. I'd take him up to the local elementary school, and we're driving around for a while. And I said, you want to try it on the streets? And he goes, well, let's go down and see my mom. She works in Hastings, and we live in Rosemont. I'm like, okay, if you think you're ready, let's go. And we're on 52, and he goes, how do you set the cruise control? I said, dude, you've been driving for 12 minutes. Let's, let's save the more advanced maneuvering for a little bit later. Anyway, we're not here to talk about my kids or my family. We are I here to talk were. about ALD. Do you want to tell us why you're here and what's going on? Tell us the story. Sure. So I'll, I'll start with we have a uh, there's a fundraising event coming up on the 18th. So I think we're nine days away. It's called Outrun ALD. And it's a virtual 5K, and the event is to raise funds for a rare disease um, that my three-year-old son and also my nephew has. It's called X-linked adrenal leukodystrophy. Andy, we're going to need your help on this one at some point. Yeah. You want me to read off the Wikipedia no, article? No, I'm sure she knows probably more about it than you do, <laughs> but Andy's our, our, we've been trying to convince him to go to med school for like, six years oh no sure. it's about 34 years yeah. actually. <laughs> well actually you may be more familiar with ald than you think if you've ever heard of the film lorenzo's oil that's oh true. my that god was that movie was sad that's what ald oh. is that's lorenzo's oil is the oil that is supposed to fix or help fix ald hmm. so yes and research tells us 
Oh, I wish that was. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the film is a little yes. bit of an embellishment, of course. Did Susan Sarandon? I think so. I think, I think that's who it was. God, that movie was sad. Oh, Jesus. I can't. I, Amanda, I got to be honest with you. Little children suffering is not. I can't do it. This is not going to be the show for you. It Go is ahead, not going to be the show for <laughs> me. Yeah, Nolte, Susan Sarandon, Peter Ustinov. So it had to be yep. a million years ago because those people would be, ago, yeah. be playing grandparents today. 92. Yeah, okay. I was going to oh, say God, 95. It was that long ago. That's 30, only 30 yeah, years. 30 years ago. All right. Sorry. We'll stop interrupting. So No, that's okay. The good news is if ALD is diagnosed early enough, it is treatable. Um, it's through a bone marrow or stem cell transplant, so that comes with risks. Um, but the, the devastating part is if you have no idea that this is in your family history, um, by the time your child is symptomatic, it's too advanced to treat. Oh, God. And so we, uh, myself and a group of Minnesota families, formed this um, nonprofit organization just last June um, called X Out ALD, and it's kind of a play on um, the mutation is on the X chromosome. Mm-hmm. So um, X Out ALD, we formed it. We thought, let's have some fun. Let's let our boys meet each other. Let's support one another, and let's raise some money because there just isn't enough money for rare disease research. Really? Um, University of Minnesota happens to be have some of the leading ALD experts in the world. So if I was going to get this diagnosis, there's nowhere else I'd rather be. Um, so our event is to fundraise and to give this money to the doctors who can hopefully develop better treatments, safer treatments, as close to a cure as you can come for a genetic disease. Um, and last year we were able to donate $128,000. We were blown away. We thought maybe five or 10,000. Um, and we've surpassed that this year, which is pretty unbelievable. That's wonderful. It is. Now, do boys get it more often than girls? Because somebody told me that. So because it's on the X chromosome and females have two X chromosomes, right. the healthy one can balance the other one oh, out. There you so go. There you uh, go. so I'm a carrier. I have ALD, oh. but my symptoms would be much less severe. Um, and they typically happen later in life. Um, there's also an adult form for men um, that's slower progressing. Or my son and these boys, some are asymptomatic for life, but there is no way to tell. Really? Um, the, the research we have now tells us 40% of boys, typically between the age of 4 and 10, will develop the cerebral ALD. Really? And so that's the most severe form. That's the scary one. Um, and we just want to save these boys' lives. I remember in the movie that it caused like breathing problems, like pretty severe breathing problems, if I remember. So what it does, it I'm going to give you the, the least medical explanation here, but it destroys <laughs> what protects the brain. And that leads to a very rapid decline in physical and neurological yeah. function. So yeah. you can take a healthy five-year-old boy and he might start not performing in school as well as he did. He might have some balance issues, some vision issues, and they'll go through all kinds of testing. Um, and by the time they diagnose, typically it's a very rapid decline. Um, okay. You know, he won't be able to eat, walk. It's devastating. Um, it really is. You know what's amazing about that? I was just literally talking yesterday because I didn't know what you were going to talk about today, right? <clears throat> but I was just talking to a friend of mine. 
uh, who brought up when Andy, my son there, when he was born, he said, do you remember how you were? And I said, what are you talking about? He goes, remember how you got when Andy was born? I said, well, I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, see all these windows? We're putting bars on them, and then I'm going to stand by the front door oh, with a boy. shotgun. <laughs> so you worried about home invasion. I was worried about oh, catastrophic. I remember Absolutely. we had just bought a house, and it had a really low brick uh, thing around the fireplace. I'm like, clearly my son, once he learned how to walk, is going to ram his head in there and split his <laughs> skull exactly open. So right. I better duct tape, you know, that, that PVC sort of yes. foamy yeah. stuff yeah. you yes. can get. And I remember looking at that later going, oh, <laughs> But that's what being a parent's all about. I mean, yeah. you have, I had, yeah, I mean, not because you were a boy or anything, you were just first born. When I held you for the first time, I was like, my God, this is how much my mother loved me. Yeah. I'll it's never amazing. forget that. That feeling is like, oh, you're going to love it, sisters. November 20... November 17th. 17th-ish. It's got mm-hmm. a baby coming November 17th. But the first time you hold that baby, it's going to change your life, I'm telling you. No doubt Andy doesn't it does. think so. What? <laughs> oh, what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was like, are you going to cry? He's like, nah. You cried at his wedding. He cried at your wedding. He blubbered like a baby at her wedding. So I know he's going to cry like a baby with a baby. It Andy changes swore, everything. if I remember right. He, he started tearing he's up. It was a PG-13 swear. God damn it. No, he said, son of a bitch. That's right. That's what it was. Up at the altar or wherever they are. He's a son of a bitch. In front of the pastor. Well, yeah, but it's she, she's Lutheran pastor, so they're more freewheeling. No, oh, no, freewheeling. No, she's like a universal. She was a universal. What's well, even more freewheeling? Yeah, there you go. I could have right. gone with the f bomb and. Been <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you did it. Even better. <laughs> yeah, be when you're great. watching the the wedding videos, yep. and the years past. <laughs> So uh, back to the event. So it's a virtual 5K, so people can just sit in their chair and pretend to run, or how yes. does that work? It's amazing how confusing it's been for people. And we, we started it as virtual last year because of COVID, right. but it's been a blessing in disguise. So um, you can find the link to our event. It's on our website, xoutald.org is probably the easiest way. But, yes, it's virtual, so you can get some of your – family and friends together and do a walk a run bike you can sit on your couch and drink coffee you can sleep it the money like my athletic kind yep. of athletic event <laughs> yep the money goes to research no matter what you do so um, my family is getting together and and have you know doing a, an actual 5k but it's the purpose is just to raise money so there's there's nothing you don't actually have to run or walk it the St. Paul Saints have a 0K event every year. 0K. You take one step and get a participation medal. <laughs> I like that. It is kind of nice. And the date again is? September 18th. Okay, so it's xoutald.org, not .com. So if you want some information yes. or want to participate. So it's a week from Saturday. Yes. Indeed. What? Not, I don't want to delve too deep here. It's just tell me to shut up if you want to. But I got to ask you as a parent, how... When you found out, how how do you get by that? Because you're doing very, very well. Obviously, you're concerned about it. But how do you get past the point of, oh, my God, this is a disaster, too. Let's get to work. Uh, it's different for everyone. So sure. for me, I got the phone call when my son, Nico, was six days old. It was detected on the newborn screening. And really? So, oh, that's great. Because I was curious if they yes. screen yeah. for this routine. So that not every state does. Um, so we are blessed. And that's how my nephew was diagnosed. So 
ultimately I look at it as my son could have saved his life. Um, so I'm holding my six day old baby and like you were just saying, it changes your world. Oh yeah. And, and then I get a phone call and we start Googling what is this? And we see a life expectancy of 10, 11. And so I spiraled and a lot of moms do. Um, and it took me some, if you want to just leave, we'll send Andy home in an Uber. You don't need to get all freaked out in your condition. I'm sorry. No, definitely don't do that. Most people have very healthy babies. And right now today, Nico's running around at home. He's perfectly healthy, completely asymptomatic. But to answer your question, it took me a while to come to come out of that spiral. Um, and it was really connecting with these other families and other moms that did that. And now through this organization, um, it's brought me so much hope, um, because I still live every day, every six months, um, my son has to go in, um, for brain MRIs and you kind of live six months at a time. Because any yeah, sure. any yeah. one of those, they could come back and say there's a lesion, which is brain disease developing. Um, and so you have to find a way of accepting, and some days are better than others. Um, but this organization and the people that I've met through it is really what, um, it's very, very uplifting to me. First of all, nobody named Nico should ever get sick. Yeah. It's not allowed, <laughs> damn it. Tell Tommy what his middle name is. Uh, Hen- Hendrix, Nico Hendrix. I wonder what, where that came <laughs> yeah. from. So you didn't go with Jimmy? You just went with Nico? That's right. <laughs> I uh, I could have done that. I was a huge fan. Yeah, with a name like Nico Hendrix Valdez, just get him a guitar. You yeah, might as well start him, exactly. him now. Get him a guitar. He's, oh, he's good to go. He's got a little acoustic and a little <laughs> okay, electric. Good. So, oh, yeah. God. Here we go. <laughs> So how how old is he now? Three. And how's he doing? He's great. He's yeah, fantastic. Really He's what it, there, he has zero signs of the disease. Um, mom and dad are the ones that struggle. I think he's just your typical little three year old. He's starting preschool. He plays soccer. Um, he's doing wonderful. The reason I ask that is we have a three year old grandson, a five year old granddaughter, three year old grandson, and then one on the way, November seventh. A little sage, he decided to bite me on the cheek. He leaned over to kid to do that. Here we go, you know that deal. And instead of doing the, he bit me on the cheek, and you can still see the lesion, right? (laughs) Next day he comes over, he called me Bop Bop, Bop Bop Banana, right? So the three-year-old comes over. Did you hear the story? Oh. oh, God, you're going to love this one. This is a Doug Sprinthal story all the way. I've never bitten you in the face. <laughs> no, you have not. But Sagey came over, and he lays his head on my on my lap, and he goes, Bop Bop. I'm I'm really sorry that I bit you. I said, I know you should not bite people. I love you very, very much, but you should not bite people. But I do love you. And he goes, Nana punched me. (laughs) I'm like, what? Did you even know about this? He goes, Nana punched me. And I said, what? And he goes, yeah, I was only one. (laughs) <laughs> oh, so you remember Nana punching you two at years one. ago at one? I'm pretty sure Nana didn't punch a baby. I'm almost positive oh. that didn't happen. Yeah. But see, that's the part of kids that I just, I love that so much. Just make it up as you go along. Yeah. I yes. know my son is, he's still like that. He thinks he can explain the world. But when <laughs> kids are in that age, three to seven, they're trying to figure out how everything works. And they come up with the most weird alternate Oh, phases of reality. Did. I remember my son telling my 
his grandfather, my dad, who was a developmental and a cognitive psychologist, he's really interested in kids, and he goes, uh, Grandpa Norm, um, um, if something goes wrong, I, I'm a little kid, and I can't say, oh, shit, I have to say oopsie. But, like, when we're going to school, uh, his mother, my ex, worked at uh, Travelers, it was called then, St. Paul. Thomas. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, mommy will sometimes say, oh, shit, there's a train, but I can't say that. I just have to say oopsie. My dad's just these <laughs> tears rolling down his face. He's just crying so, so hard. It's just wonderful. That's, so, that's the great thing about children. I just So now for people to take part in the event, how do they reach out to you? So they can go to our website, and that will take them straight to our run website where you can donate if you – if you don't want to register, you can donate $5, $10, any amount. Um, you can always reach out at xoutald at gmail.com. Um, I monitor that email. Excellent. But our website's really a good place to start. Any Anything that you need, any information, mm-hmm. any links will all be found on there. Let's see the picture. Come on, I know you got them on the phone. And, Let's listen, and, listener, and listeners, if you're Ask driving right husband. now, I will post it in the synopsis when we get done all the website links and stuff. So I, I probably only have about 5,000 to choose from. Well, that's from, all. So. That. I was hoping you'd have more. <laughs> I was really hoping you'd have more. Well, here you go right there. There's Sagey and Fawny. Fawny, you, the five-year-old. Sage, the three-year-old. You know, I think that I think say I think he played soccer with Nico. Really? Yes. Are you kidding me? Bob is the one who pointed that out. Yeah, someone in the chat, oh, yeah, God. Bob just said that Nico and Sage play soccer together. They do? Really? They did la- last year through soccer shots. Well, I have no idea. Oh, I have to go. I'm not going to have anything Is that why you, because when you walked in and went, she looks familiar. So I must have seen you at the soccer game. Maybe. Could be. Yeah, because we went to their soccer yeah. games. This is Don't a, be sick, damn it. A town of three and a half million people. Sage is playing soccer with Nico. playing soccer with her sick kid. And the only time he won't play is if, if my daughter, Alex, says, would you just watch Sage for a second because Fawny wants to run down and go on the swings. He will not play soccer if it's only me watching him. He won't Mom play. has to be there. Mom has to be there, yeah, otherwise I'm not I, playing. <laughs> I know how, how that is. feels. Yeah, so what? that's amazing yeah, that that's small true. world. Good God. Now I feel even sadder. I mean, happier, but sadder, too. Uh, they're beautiful children. Thank you. They really, really are. So the upshot of this, as time moves on. So Tom's on, the guy on the sidelines going, kick his ass, come on, <laughs> punch him in the stomach. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. But as time marches on, month by month now, things will get better, I'm assuming, in the medical world. That is the hope, that there will be some big advancements. We have time on our side. Eight, Not everyone, but um, yes, I mean, the, you know, Nico's doctor is one of the experts, and the money goes directly to his lab at the University of Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the more we learn about the disease, the the better treatments we can have, and um, that is the hope. And he's just happy. And who's the other baby? Other baby is little sister Elise, so she's three months old. Phenomenal. Yep, he uh, he wanted to throw her in the garbage the first week. (laughs) There's a shock. That was a tough transition, but he now is just obsessed with her. So, I just showed, I just showed a picture of 
Fawn and Sage, just their, their first day, at, her first day in kindergarten and his first day in preschool. And they're just kind of sitting around and reminded me. Catherine told me yesterday, there's a place called Blue Birch. It's at the Marriott out on 169. And the kids love to go there because there's a koi pond so they can see the goldfish swimming sure. around and they're all excited. Apparently, Fawny yesterday said, you know, I know we're going to Blue Birch on Friday night for dinner, but I think someday Sage and I are going to get married there. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Not quite how it works. <laughs> Not quite how it works. My but. favorite was this spring. The, the kids were here because their mom oh, was doing God. the show, and we're all leaving. We're walking down that long hallway, and Sage trips over his feet like all two-and-a-half-year-olds do. Right. Falls down, and he goes, down goes Frasier. Down <laughs> goes Frasier. And Tom had told me this story. I'm like, Bullshit. I no know. You didn't ever me. say that. I'm like, oh my God, that's the funniest <laughs> thing ever. That's great. A two year old hollering down goes Frazier. Let's take a little break. We got a couple of announcements. <laughs> when we come back, we want to talk about what we just discovered was your day job. So I think there's going to be some interesting <laughs> stories in there. We'll be right back with more car selling secrets. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. Hey, it's Tom again from my friends at Profile. Let's face it, when it comes to losing weight, most of us don't care how we get there. But once we reach our goal, we end up right where we started and gain it all back. That's what I love about Profile. Profile's in it for the long haul. Profile knows that losing weight isn't always a straight line. There are lots of ups and downs. I'm so thankful my Profile coach, Danette, is there to really keep me on track when I need it most. I cannot say enough about Profile. I tell Kelly at Profile that it's changed my life. And it can change yours, too. There's no question about that. Profile has six metro locations as well as Mankato, St. Cloud, and Rochester. Don't wait. I am telling you, I absolutely believe in Profile. That is a fact. Call today or visit ProfilePlan.com for a location near you. Visit ProfilePlan.com. That's ProfilePlan.com. Owen mentioned promo code KQRS for a special discount. ProfilePlan.com. That's ProfilePlan.com. Hey, I just got out of the meeting. I can't even tell you how different it was from what I expected. Well, you know, I'm uncomfortable interviewing in the first place, but I didn't feel that way there. Everything they said made sense to me. Yeah, and Priority is the largest same-day delivery company in the Twin Cities. And after all these years of doing it for someone else, I'm ready to be part of something bigger. A job? That's what I have now. You know I need more. Driving is what I do, and Priority Courier Experts is where I want to do it now. 
I know, and that's the best thing about it. I could never afford to buy a truck like that on my own. But tomorrow, because they believe in my skills, I'm taking out the first brand new truck that I'm going to own on the last payment. I can't wait to be in their fleet. I can't wait to be the next expert on the road. After 20 years of driving side-by-side on the road with these guys, of course I'm excited. And all I did was check out Priority.com. Easy. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. We are back with Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets special guest today. Amanda Valdez is in talking about uh, really kind of a terrifying illness that I really didn't know existed until I started reading about this Monday. But before we went on air, she just happened to mention that she does something kind of interesting for a living. She's a parole officer. Now... When I watch Beretta and all those shows Beretta. in the set, it's usually the parole officers were like 6'4", mm-hmm. 280, yeah. maybe drank too much. You don't well, seem like that. So not, not all parole officers are bounty hunters and vice versa, so there is that. It, 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 70s detective sto- shows would make you think that. So. Oh, God, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we come in all shapes and sizes. So who do you? where do you work, if, if it's okay to say? And if uh, you'd rather not, you can just say I don't want to talk about it. But I work in Dakota County. Okay. Mm-hmm. I live in Dakota County. <laughs> oh, you're in trouble. Don't be on parole. Well, so how, how has COVID affected all this sort of stuff? I have a friend who works in uh, Hastings and jury selection in Dakota County, and she's just been talking about how many backed-up cases oh, God, there are yeah. and all that sort of stuff. It's just like everything else. It's affected everything. I mean, um, I work less on the court side because I work with clients coming out of prison. Okay. And so um, I'm not in the courtroom as much, but courtrooms are completely backed up. Our kind of supervision, I'm out in the community seeing clients, that has changed a lot. Um, being in the homes, the drug testing, I mean, everything has changed. So did you have to do that last year, I mean, physically, or did you do a lot of this stuff by Zoom the way the rest of the world seemed to operate? Both. We did both. So we incorporated a lot more Zoom um, but we also continued to see our clients in person. Okay. It's going to be a little, well, you seem fine with it. I would be a little intimidated, I think. You know, you have to go visit somebody that got out of prison for doing manslaughter for 20 years, and hopefully they've, they've rehabilitated themselves. Hopefully but we the know that that is not the case. There's never a dull day on the job, I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, God, I bet. I can't even <laughs> So imagine. how did you get interested in this in the first place? I assume this is part of your college path? or. Yep. So I started off, I loved CSI, and I wanted to be uh, a crime scene investigator. And then it. I learned that you had to be good at science and math. <laughs> and I said, That's a downer. not going to happen. Not going to happen. So probation was the next, you know, step. It's it's somewhere between law enforcement. I never wanted to be a cop and social worker, social okay. services. It's yeah. kind of you, you kind of get the both of the best of both worlds in there for me. So yeah, I I don't I don't think I could do that. Well, maybe I could. No, I don't. I don't think it's I not could. like I'm going to make a career change at this point in my life. But <laughs> it's still time. So I got to ask you. Dakota County, probably different, but I used to see a lot of parole officers in my neighborhood because my neighbors in North Minneapolis weren't exactly law-abiding citizens, sure. if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I never spent one night in jail, never been arrested, I've never none of that. I never have been, right? But I just, uh, 
I just I can't even imagine having to deal with some of these people. But I, I want to run something by you. Maybe not in Dakota County. Basically, when, when a parole officer would show up, I'd always go, hey, Bill, how you doing? What's going on now? Mm-hmm. Eh, I got to go see your neighbor. Oh, yeah, what's that about? Well, he just got out. He, he, he was just up at the cabin, which meant he was in prison. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yep. Do they still use up at the cabin? I haven't heard. <laughs> I haven't heard up in the cabin. Oh, you haven't heard that. He's going away to the cabin for a while. Oh, is he? Okay. <laughs> he was up at the cabin. Well, I thought, yeah, because I thought parole officers they probably invented that. Probably calling prison yep. the going to the cabin. You know, when we first moved yep. to uh, Minnesota from Massachusetts in winter of '70. Would have been the next year. We were in Forest Hills, which is Highway 7 and 494. Sure. Oh, yeah. Really yep. nice neighborhood. Really nice, yep. In fact, it turned out Paul Walzer and his family lived on top of the hill. This was when I was 11 or 12. Oh, okay. We obviously yeah. didn't know each other. But we had friends that had a really, really nice house. They had an indoor pool. And oh. Dad was never around. Was and his he last was name in with an I? You no, know, he was on out of town on business a lot. He was mm. at the cabin. It was at, it was Ferris Alexander. Oh God! <laughs> it was before your time, but he was like the big porno king of Minneapolis in the seventies. Why did he go to prison? I don't remember. He went to prison. I think it was money reason. laundering, if I remember right. That you'll sounds about right. One. Yeah, Amanda, you'll love this one. So they go to arrest. He had a he had a porn theater in St. Paul on University and Avenue. Minneapolis. I mean, he owned a bunch of. Yeah, them. he owned a bunch yeah. of them exactly. Not that I ever went there when I was twelve, but I heard about it. Let's so say they, twenty-five. Counts of racketeering, fifteen counts of tax conspiracy. Uh, what are you doing? Yeah, not great. Nice house though. And the son's a stand-up comedian. Yeah. So what is that? Where he was? I don't know. And not to mention, it. he was seventy-one at the time of the trial. So it's oh, like God. you don't have to put him away so for when, too long. So when was that? Was it seventy? Nineteen ninety. Oh, he was away before then too. That was thirty-one years ago. Yeah, that must have been the the final straw. But he was gone when I was when I knew him, which was. Like I said, 71 or 72. So that makes sense because about three or four years into the KQ Morning Show is when all some of the weirdos started turning on us because, oh, it's not funny, it's hurtful, and, you know, that old deal. So when they went to arrest Ferris Alexander, at, what was the name of the theater in St. Paul again? God, I can't. It doesn't matter. Uh, it'll come to me because I, I worked. <laughs> I shouldn't tell the story, but I will anyway. I worked at Towsley. Uh, Ford, my second job selling cars, and my desk mate was this young guy named Al, and he had worked at that theater. Oh, he did? Before, and he goes, yeah, I got my start in sales there. I was the number one vibrator salesman at the <laughs> whatever the <laughs> whatever place was, was called. I'm like, oh, can't remember. why Ask- would you ever tell anybody that story? Something art? Because there was the Astor art in Minneapolis, I know, but I don't know what. But this in any isn't case, something I want to Google. So Bob Porman. No, you don't. Bob Porman, call in seventies porno theaters in Minneapolis. We know you're the expert. <laughs> <laughs> the so, talk and text line, Bob's five six one two two eight four zero six one. Works for me. So they go to arrest Ferris Alexander, and they all of these all the TV stations are there with their TV cameras. And apparently one of the cameramen or the reporters at one of the stations was not a fan of the KQ Morning Show because as they were leading him away, about every six feet on the wall, there was a KQRS bumper sticker. <laughs> no such thing as bad publicity. No, I guess not. I yeah. guess you're right. But apparently, I, I even though I'd never been in, I'm not a big porno guy. No. Just, I, whatever. But, oh, look who's here. I knew that. No, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's not, it's it not all my deal either. either. I just don't get it. Whatever. Right? Good to know. Right. Andy I'm, goes, I'm trying to come up with another question. I'm stuck. Uh, Faust Theater. Faust! Oh, Faust! Thanks, Bob. The, 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 the 
the notorious Faust. The notorious Faust. Notorious Faust. Yes, absolutely. I think it was Selbian University. Well, right. you know why it was called that's the Faust right. Theater? Because Faust made a deal with the devil. Right. That's right. And that's you exactly remember what was right. Kitty Corner from there? I think it's a precinct now. What? The Bunny Hutch. Well, the Bunny Hutch. There you go. Nice area. Yeah, beautiful. What was the name of that restaurant? It was the Horse Blue Horse or something? Yeah. Yeah, that was a good restaurant. Yep. That was a really good. Oh my God, we're, I'm getting so many text messages now. This is hilarious. This is very funny. Everybody's texting me. Tell the audience about the Ali documentary airing on the 19th. What? Uh, Muhammad Ali? We're talking porno, Joe. <laughs> oh, the Belmont Club. He thought it was the Belmont because yeah. there was a Belmont there Club was a too. Belmont too. Yeah, Joe knew about it. Uh, and of course, Charlie from Albuquerque, New Mexico, the Faust Theater. Don't ask me how I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I love our listeners. You They're never wonderful. know where this podcast is going to take us. No, oh, don't. God, no, you never know. You <laughs> yes, never know Muhammad Ali, an upcoming documentary by Ken Burns. I love Ken Burns, and boy, they're going after him, too. Are they? Are they really? Oh, yeah, he doesn't. He has oh, doesn't only... have enough people of color in the production right. team or something? I yeah, didn't remember something like about that. that. Wouldn't they have to, like, apply for the job to get it? I don't know. You would think. I don't know. Getting, I don't understand I, it either. I'm walking through life now with my 10-foot pole, so I know not mm -hmm. to touch things. I understand that completely. I understand completely. But in any case, I... Um, we're going to have to get back to the subject. I know we, we kind of avoided talking about it because everybody got a little teary. No, no, no. Including That's me. I, I, you know, stuff. So, once again, going back, you have, you know, as bad as it could get, you still have seven or eight more years to deal with this, correct? I mean, to try to improve the situation. Well, I, a lifetime. I mean, it. But we have we have time. Yes, you do. Yeah. And so our, is ten or eleven the untreated life expectancy or the treated life expectancy? So that was untreated. Oh, okay. so typically oh, okay. the disease okay. will develop between the ages of four and ten, and if untreated, mm -hmm. it leads to um, death ultimately in a matter of years, if not months. Um, so you know we are entering the higher risk. Um, time period for Nico, but again, I mean, every dollar that we can give, it, it takes a, roughly five thousand dollars just to get a, a research study going. Um, and so, the fact that we can donate over a hundred thousand is pretty Wonderful. amazing. That is great. So, are, are you literally talking twenty children here, five Gs a piece? I mean, is it going to help a lot of people, or will they put that fund all in one pot? It will, so that will all go to the leukodystrophy center. But if there's a discovery here, it's going to help hundreds of Good. kids. You know, Good. every every child that's on these newborn screenings and picked up, and this may be more common than we think. It's still a rare oh, disease, yeah. but because some can go through life without symptoms, um, the more that we research it, the more we pick up on it in newborn screenings, it may be more common. So, yes, I mean, this will go to help anyone affected with ALD, men, women, and boys. So, so how did, did, did you find out that you were a carrier before he was born? After. After. So that led to a lot of genetic testing. Mm -hmm. And oh, sure. um, I'm a carrier. <clears throat> One of my sisters is a carrier. My other sister and brother are not. Uh, my mm. mom is a carrier. Mm. Her grandfather. I mean, we traced wow. this back really? a long, wow. long ways. Yes. Really? Yes. 
So how would, how did they know about your grandfather? Did, were they tested for it or something? So my grandmother is 99 and still alive. And oh, she, okay, okay. she tested and she was negative. So, so it must have been him, yeah. Yes, it's not 100%. It could have just been um, there can be spontaneous mutations, but chances are it was from him and right. then his mother. Do they have any idea? Is it a genetic thing? Well, how is it? How, what causes it? It is genetic. It's a mutation um, on the ABCD1 gene on the X chromosome. I hope I said that right. Someone will. <laughs> no one knows any different, right? Yeah, Don't, Google you. Don't Google it. Don't Google it. Yeah, it's a mutation on the X chromosome. Yeah. God, it's. How many more of these things? There must be diseases we haven't even heard of yet. Have you ever seen a compendium of all known diseases? No. It's rather thick. I would imagine. Yeah. Like how thick? As big as that soft and chewy box? or? Uh, Yeah, probably about that. God. If we're talking about, like, you know, a disease that you have a 1 in 10 million chance of having, uh, if there's a million of those, then, you know, technically, chances just are much higher that you have one of them. Yeah. So th- just because a disease is rare, you know, there's so many of them out there that odds are someone you know has some ultra-rare disease. So how and why do these diseases develop? I mean, they have to develop from something. Where do they come from? Random mutation, like she just said. Just random mutation, mm-hmm. that's it. Something goes wrong in the process of transcription, and there you go. God, it's so bizarre. Well, and, mo- and most people find out that they have something after they have children and then you have to check children. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, a friend of mine has a Lau from many um, syndrome, which is, or whatever, um, which is just like a genetic mutation that causes you to get cancer. Oh, really? Very quickly. Really? And very young. So she had breast cancer she found out she had breast cancer while she was pregnant, had to go through chemo and everything while she was oh, pregnant. Oh, God. And then now is on her, it, he's only two and a half, and now she's on her next cancer already. So, it, like, once it starts, you just keep getting them. Um, and it's like a 50-50 chance because you carry it and you can pass it to your kid. And she's lucky he doesn't have it. They tested him, but... You know, now she's like, I can't bring myself to ever have another kid because it's a 50-50 chance, you know. And I don't want to put that stress on, you know, a little kid. So it's it's sad because you find these things out and then you have to, like, worry about if you're going to pass it along or or not. It's it's a difficult I would say it's a difficult decision to make because, you know, she's always wanted to have more than one kid and now she's making that decision that really hard decision to yeah be like i don't want this for my child yeah, the problem yeah. with lee for many is that there really is no treatment other than no. constant screening for cancer and then taking it out when you can and, yep she yeah. has yeah once she once she recovered from her breast cancer which was severe i mean she had to have um a double mastectomy the whole shebang um and yeah she recovered from that but a year later goes by and screens and she's still good and then another year goes by and now she's got a new one mm-hmm. like that's a different right. kind of cancer yeah, so right. it's just like you know it's hard she's strong she's a good she's a strong person i don't know if i could handle that <laughs> yeah 
getting getting over one cancer is hard enough. Having to yeah. know that you're going to probably get another one is harder. So, but it is true. Go cheer up over I'm there. I'm sorry. I feel bad. I know, I know. This, here. I, this is I really. Know. What's the matter, Doug? Uh, you're not having super fun. Stressful. No, it's good. <laughs> it's super stressful. I, I do have a question. So, uh, Nico's. Um, cousin was diagnosed because nico was diagnosed but not at birth so does this mean that the birth screening is a fairly new thing in minnesota it is it just started in 2017 oh wow in okay. minnesota okay. yes and because his cousin at the time was four so he he had missed that screening and luckily his cousin went in and was still asymptomatic so oh, yeah. he now is just on the every six month biannual brain mris and but there's some bone marrow treatments that are partially successful in treating this or they are successful um, most of the time in stopping progression of the disease, but it carries risks. So right. um, they've already checked. They checked the um, Be the Match database at when Nico was born and diagnosed. And if you have a perfect match, of course, that's your best case scenario. Mm -hmm. um, and there were not any for him. It could change. Um, so it depends on, you know, if you have a perfect match or a less than perfect match and how your body accepts it. Mm -hmm. um, so it is a, um, by and far, a very successful treatment, but it's not 100%. And when you have a little three-year-old, you have to look in the eye yeah, every day. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's, So that's why so we need a better when option. When they do the bone marrow treatment, they wait till there's some symptoms. Um, not till there's symptoms. That is when it's typically too, too advanced late. for treatment. But they—that's what they're monitoring in the brain MRIs. They okay. look for lesion, and then they—they um, they jump on that transplant. So as soon as they have see the lesion activity, then they go for bone Almost marrow Almost immediately. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's some that they might monitor if they're not certain what it is. But yes, if there's disease, they will move forward with a stem cell transplant. So how do you get in the bone marrow database? Uh, that. How do you be to become a I donor? I think Doug wants yeah. to uh, oh. give some marrow no, away curious. at this point. I, I don't know how um, it works. Be the so. match. You go on there. They'll send you. can register. There's certain age requirements and, and different things, but they'll send you a swab. Um, so it's actually a very simple process, relatively speaking. Oh, so they don't have to go in and biopsy your bone marrow? They just... They just swab, and that's how to be a donor. And then okay. you'll be contacted. They, you know, you would be contacted huh. if yes, you're a match for somebody. I wonder why that is. That some families have these maladies, and other families. I mean, there was mental illness in my family, but that was, you know, whatever. But yeah, that's true. We just don't get diseases. It's got, well, I mean, eventually they do. You get old enough, and then you either get, you know, cancer or something happens to you, whatever. But yeah, very few people. And my, and I'm not making this up. This is it true. All three of my relatives that died when I was a little boy were murdered. <laughs> so oh, no. there's really no treatment for that. No, there's not. Form of just a societal disease. <laughs> and it's autosomal dominant. Yeah, Tom has an uncle that took flying lessons. He threw him off a building. Oh, my uncle Augie threw him right off the building. Yeah. Oh, wow. He was a great guy, too. You'd have loved wow. him. Although he, he he had this really nice car, and he had a... And a uh, what do they call the limousine drivers or the chauffeur. chauffeur? Chauffeur. He had a chauffeur in this beautiful car, but he never went to work. So I don't know where that came <laughs> from, if you know what I'm saying. But, you know, it's, well, the, the other one, the one he, that was my Uncle Augie, and the one he was named after, my great Uncle Augie, 
They found him with both arms and both legs broken, stuffed head first into a snowbank in Anoka. <laughs> Jeez. So he pissed somebody off, too, apparently. You know, the weird thing that this means that in your family, you're actually the normal one. I am the normal one in my... That's how odd things have gotten. I'm the only one close to normal. I think it's because I got hit in the head with a bat, and it's straightened me out. No, no, I got hit in the head with a bat, too. Yeah, but look what happened to you. I know. I had to yeah, sell cars for a living. Well, Why do don't we do? make sure, because we only got a couple minutes left, we want to make sure that people know how to give money, how to step up and help. Yeah, so xoutald.org, there's a big old donate button on there. Um, and like I said, you can reach out to me or anyone. And, you know, the best way to help is if you can't help financially, um, always contact us. You know, there's other opportunities to help keep our organization oh, sure. going um, because we're just a small group of moms and dads running this organization. But if you have the ability to donate any amount, um, it's amazing what a lot of people donating a little bit of money can do. Right. Um, That's true. And so xoutald.org is the best best resource for that. Ken and Bob, you're lucky. That's all I'm telling you. You heard me. Am I right or am I wrong? I think you're right. Own up, fellas. I know you're listening. I know you're out there. No, I tell you what. Uh, I was just we were just talking to Taylor Tomlinson, great stand-up comedian. She's coming to town next week, and I was talking about the fact that I love strong women because my mother's a very strong woman. My sisters, my wife. Would you say that your mom's a very strong woman, Andy? I'd say so. <laughs> She's not so. parole officer strong, though. Oh, I don't know. I think she. I think she could be a parole officer. <laughs> oh, God, yes. She's okay. almost six feet tall, so that the be stories a good start, that Tom but. tells about that woman. She definitely could be. Oh, she definitely could be. There's no question. But I, I love your strength. You're you're amazing. Thank you. You're an amazing person, and your family's I'm sure part of that. Your yes. husband a strong guy. Yes. That's how it should be. All right. Let's give that address. And how do you give money? Xoutald.org. Xoutald.org. I love it. That wraps up 106 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. Next week, we're having a Canadian automotive wizard. Oh, God, here we go. Well, he'll probably talk funny, but he's a pretty interesting guy. <laughs> Thank you very much for being on the show today. It was really a pleasure to Can I to do this you. to him before he leaves? Thank you. Sure. Can I, can I do the, the SCTV deal? You drink? Yeah, why? You should go to AAA. <laughs> I thought that was a good one. I mean, it's a stupid joke, but it's funny. World's smallest book, great Canadian jokes. <laughs> we'll be back next week, everybody. See you later.